0: Sometimes you just feel tired, feel weak, and when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up, but you got to search within you, try to find that inner strength, and just pull that shit out of you, and get that motivation to knock it. and not be with it. no matter how bad you want to just fall flat on your face. Till I collapse, I'm spilling these rats long as you fill them to the day that I dream. That is right. You are now listening to another live edition of Drop the Gloves here on 88.5. I mean, I I sound terrible. I, I thought I was going to sound all right. I mean, sound I, I, I sound completely terrible right now. I apologize to everyone listening. Uh, bear with me. I'm uh, suffering through, a, I think, a cold and sinuses. Um, it's allergy season, and it's uh, the Georgia, I think they call it bipolar weather. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I really don't have a problem with the weather. I don't mind 63 degrees with the sun out, windy, um, but I, I don't like it 47 degrees, which it was the other night, um, freezing. I mean, in April? In Georgia? Isn't this the time of the year that it's supposed to be either raining? It's springtime, yeah. Or 90, between getting up there between 88 to 92?
1: Usually, like, May is when I start like expecting it to be about 90 degrees or 95 degrees,
0: so... Again, this is on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. And you can call in at 706 507 8617. Excuse me, let me turn me, let me pop me down a little bit. Uh, we've got a lot we're going to be getting into, including the Masters. Uh, the new villain, as uh, Will Kane of ESPN like to say, and apparently everyone else, every expert. No one golf even knows expert. why they don't like him. No, they <laughs> just want to have a villain and they're just ready to name someone. So we'll get into that and our opinion on that. Uh, but this is also. Wendell's favorite player. Uh, He loves players. Okay. My favorite player. This is where the hypocrisy is going to come out. And I'm going to call out people like Wendell and Tip Lynch, especially uh, for the scam Newton remarks. Yet, if they're cheering for Patrick Reed, is he not the same thing? (laughs) I'm just kidding, but we'll get into that. Um, NCAA basketball championship happened last Monday. I know we're a week behind. We'll get into it. We'll touch on that briefly. Braves off to a hot start. Six and three lead the not in this National League. Entire baseball with runs scored. Um, We'll talk about that as well. The Cubbies. uh, I don't understand how the Cubs got snowed out today, but the White Sox are playing. South side, north side thing, I don't know. Maybe it's the south, same
1: city. South side's closer to the equator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what by, by, by five miles? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I just was like, wow, I don't understand why one's got canceled and the other didn't. Uh we'll talk about that in baseball. And of course, NBA playoffs start on Saturday, so we'll get our predictions. uh, uh You better hope you make it, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and listen here's the thing. It really bothers me this year because there's so much talent in the NBA, and we don't even get to see one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference have not one of its better stars, two of its best stars in Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. So we'll talk about that. But let's get into the Masters. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I just, I ain't. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Uh Never was really a huge uh, golf avid golf fan, but I did like That's watching fair. tigers, and I did keep up with it. I mean, I can tell you previous major winners. I can tell you, you know, the top, you know, th- top four, top five major winners of all time because stuff like that. I-, I like stats, so I don't mind looking it up. But actually watching an entire golf, uh, especially just a PGA Tour event, not even a major, you can't, you won't catch me doing. It. That is hard to watch sometimes, yeah, but. Uh, I was very intrigued by this year's Masters, and I got more intrigued as I learned more about Patrick Reed and his little duel with last year in the Ryder Cup against Greg. uh, Two years ago. Rory. Two years ago. Not Greg. Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Um, First, let's get your initial thought on the villain role that everybody's uh, placing upon uh, Patrick Reed, and then get your reaction to the actual tournament
1: uh first of all i I understand why people don't like or dislike patrick reed just because what he did at the university of georgia and stole some money and stole some watches or something from his teammates up there and then sold it and then apparently uh there's a story when he was at augusta state he almost got kicked off he almost got kicked off or voted off at augusta state there was a point where i think he was the last person to play for their team in the national championship and i think his teammates went up and told the guy he was playing uh, that he they wanted him to win. They didn't want to win the national championship. They just wanted to watch him lose. So that it kind of tells you what a, like or gives you like an idea about him. Uh, that he can just kind of be like that and be like one of those guys that you don't really want to be around. But right. he's he's kind of changed his look or uh, his appearance or his outward look um, since he's kind of started making his appearances on the PGA tour. Yes, yeah, some people still might not like him on the PGA tour. But what he did at the Ryder Cup a couple years ago. Um, uh, I forgot to play some, what it's called in Minnesota, but, uh, when he beat Roy McIlroy and the emotion he showed and how much he actually loves this country, right. um, uh, I think it kind of grew on a little, or grew on people just a little bit, but, uh, I, I think he's a good masters winner. Uh, I think it was a, a great overall masters, especially Sunday, uh, with Phil coming back, starting off earlier in the round and, on Sunday and, uh, actually shooting a 67, shooting five under, but, uh really the story is Ricky, Patrick Reed and uh Jordan and Jordan what he did, who I was pulling for, my favorite golfer, uh making that late push at the end. And maybe uh if he would have birdied at number seven, uh, could have probably tied uh Patrick Reed and actually pushed for a playoff and uh probably ended up winning winning or beating uh Patrick Reed, which I thought he would have if he right. did, uh towards the end. But overall I think it was a fun match. I think it was very good. Patrick Reed just putted well the entire weekend. He started driving the ball really well the last two days and he just kind of caught a few breaks like he did on 13, catching the ball on the uh, bank right there before getting in the water. Uh, so that was nice. But you you need those breaks to win a uh, majors sometimes in golf. Uh, but like I said, it was a good Masters, and I think he was very worthy of uh, winning the Masters, shooting 15 under, which many people haven't done before.
0: Uh, you said a lot there, yeah. Um, which I agree with a majority of it. I, I just want to first my, – my first thing is that I want to talk about um, – Actually, I want to go to Facebook Live before I get into my Patrick Reed stance and why I think many people are not liking him and why he's become the villain. Uh, but first, I do want to say that the Masters was entertaining. Uh, Sunday's Masters, I don't care if you're a golf fan or not, or if you're not an avid golf fan, anybody that likes sports would watch like that watching that because of the competition. Uh, because of it, It's one thing when you're just watching, you know, um, let's say the Columbus River Jack- Dragons. I don't know if you remember them. They were a... D league team that was in Columbus. Not a lot of people are going to care about that, even if it's good. I mean, a decent uh, a game. It's because it's not elite basketball here. And with golf, it, there's so much elite talent out there, and guys that are known. Ricky Fowler, uh, Patrick Reed has now made a name for himself. Jordan Spieth, uh, Dustin Johnson was there in the end. Um, right. One guy, I do think though that. I I thought Masters would have benefited from him playing well was Tiger Woods. I said that last week. Um, Played terrible uh, Thursday and Friday, Um, but the fact that he came back and ended up, what was it, Overly one over or four over? He
1: shot one over. He wanted to get back to even, but he bogeyed 18. He three-putted on 18.
0: So (sighs) the initial Tiger Woods reaction is it's not terrible. Uh, He said that he had to improve things on the fly and the fact that he got better Saturday and Sunday says a lot. But then again, when you're playing on Saturday and Sunday with no pressure, I think it's a little bit different than if he was actually in it and had a chance to win. Right. Um, so not not a bad day uh, for Tiger. Uh, but again, I, I expected more from him. And maybe that's because I, I fell into the hype that always surrounds him no matter what. If you see a decent performance from him on a PGA Tour, first thing is, because everybody wants it, is him to win a major.
1: Right. Right. Uh, for sure. I mean, if you just watched how he played, he kind of looked tired Getting in, running, uh, going into Saturday. Uh, he kind of played some of these flatter golf courses before he came into Augusta. And when you get into Augusta, if you know, it's really hilly and really uh, really high and really low. Uh, so I think his uh, conditioning, like he said, he needed to get back in the gym. And he made some really good shots. He's driving the ball kind of well. It's just putting wasn't there uh, the entire week. Uh, but he can get back, especially if he gets back during the Players' Championship, which is a flatter golf course. And gets back into the gym, gets back in shape like he wants to be where he needs to be. I think he can actually make a run at a like a PGA Championship or even the Open Championship with how uh, flat it can be sometimes, especially at uh, I get Carnoustie where yeah. they're playing this this year. So uh,
0: we're on Facebook Live right now. Type in Thrift T H R I F T Berenger B A R I N G E R, and you can see I, my, my my page is public, and you can see uh, today's show. Um, Also, I just tagged Wendell in it. So if you're friends with Wendell, you know Wendell Barfield, uh, please add him as well and just check it out on his page. Leave a comment below. Easiest way to ask questions. Yes, by far the easiest way is to leave a comment below and interact with us, period, It's on the Facebook Live or call in at 706-507-8617. The first thing I did want to talk about is the Patrick Reed Thing mm-hmm. I, I have an analogy and a theory on why people don't like Patrick Reed now, and it's because in today's America, um, there's two sides of the equator there is pro America, Captain America, uh, the guy that's wearing the American flag bandana and the American flag as yeah, a fair. cape. Okay. And you know where I'm going with that. Yeah. And that, and then more, I'm not trying to call out any fan bases, but that's more towards the NASCAR region <laughs> of area of, of America. Southern United States. Yes. Um, and then you have the pro everybody, okay? And and it's a, it, I'm, I'm walking a thin line on uh, politics, but I'm not trying to get into politics. But what I mean by that with Patrick is we all know what side of the stance, I mean, what side of the fence, Uh, the media has when it comes to politics, especially in sports. It's more of a liberal mindset. And again, this is not talking about what's right or wrong in politics, your view. I don't care about that. I'm talking about why is Patrick Reed now the villain? Well, if majority of the media have the same stance of pro-everybody that I just talked about and more towards a liberal mindset, then how Patrick Reed acts during a tournament which is never okay in anybody, any golf expert's mind, because uh, you don't act that way on a golf course, um, apparently. And which I, I I like emotion, so by all means, I'm I'm not criticizing it because I don't mind it at all. But learning about his background and the way he talks about being proud to be an American, I'm I'm, I'm all America. It, I don't know. I think that rubs the media the wrong way, and when they have that, it's like the frat guy that no one likes once, once he's out there, he's a target for everyone, especially when he's winning. And that's what I compare Patrick Reed to. Is I, that fair? I think it's fair. And I think it's also
1: in a, in a way I'm kind of a disagreeing with you here. Just like, uh, I think maybe also why they don't like him because they know his past and they can like blame things on him and like right. why he acts this way. But I think it's a good point of like just the media stereotype that they put on people in a way, just because he's, he acts like he does and, with his competition or competitive edge that he has or this crazy edge and especially the, like him stealing stuff from his old teammates no. things like that. So for sure. I,
0: I think also too, that every sport there has to be a villain. I mean, that that has to be the narrative for every media person is that, that it makes it more entertaining for there to be a villain. And, and golfers I, not really. No. And what villain. I mean by villain is usually the best team like Alabama would be the supposed villain and Nick Saban golden state, uh, the New York Yankees of baseball, the Chicago Cubs is now in that, in that era as well. Yeah. Um, same thing now with, with golf in which with Patrick Reed, it's not really dominant, but he did win a masters now. And it's just, again, the way he acts, I think that that rubs people the wrong way. Um, but again, I don't. I'm not saying he's wrong or right in the way he acts on the on the on the golf course. I was just giving an analogy on why are they trying to make this no, man the sense. villain? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, because if that's the case in tennis, why wasn't Andy Roddick made the villain? Yeah, because Andy Roddick acted similar to Patrick Reed. All right, he never won a major, and he was always second place. But he was pro America, and the way he yeah. acted, you would have. It seemed like he would go for the bandana type guys wearing the American flag. Also, uh, it's kind of a narrative thing. I think it's something because it's not Jordan or
1: it's not Ricky or something like that. Right. You know? so.
0: uh, but moving on from uh, Patrick Reed and the Masters, all in all, a good tournament. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I do think this is good for golf, though, to have some type of rivalries. Um to have some guy that the guys want to go against, guys want to abolish, and if he can play at an elite level, makes everyone else want to play an elite level to dominate him. I mean, I th- that's got to be good for golf, does it not? For sure. I think so, too. Uh, moving on from that to the national championship, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Okay. MJ of Delaware. We can't even enjoy the national championship game. Because immediately following the game, we were pulling up tweets that the 14-year-old Dante DiVincenzo, not the 21-year-old. Thanks, Barstool. The 14-year-old Dante DiVincenzo said. And Barstool did it as a joke. They didn't do it as. A, I know. They always. It's just funny. Though. But because they put it out there. Everyone running a run with it.
1: Dennis Smith Jr. One is the best though, by far.
0: Yeah. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> I mean, Larry Nance is pretty funny too. Yeah. When he said something about Kobe and then get drafted. And then Kobe says, yeah, I'm going to have to deal with that in training camp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one's scared of Kobe though. So uh, <laughs>
0: okay. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, but yeah. What was I just talking about? I got Go, too much Devin medicine. Oh yeah. Don tweets. Devin Chizzo. Okay. The tweet. Yes. It sounded like he was a confused young man, uh, putting that out there. But isn't every 14-year-old boy, because he's learning how to be a man. So, I am not going to sit here and call out Dante for something he did as a 14-year-old, when if social media was around back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, I'm guessing that a majority of the 14-year-olds then would have put stuff on Twitter that they would have regretted. Okay? So can we enjoy the masterful performance that he put up 31 points by far was the best player on the on the court and i don't know how this guy doesn't make it in the nba i mean he's a more athletic version of jj reddy can't shoot as good as him but i think a more athletic version of jj Reddy. i think sure. he, it does do him good to come back another year but i love dante and villanova is the best basketball program right now and, and it could be a dynasty if some and, of these guys come back and in uh, college basketball because Duke does, is doing the same route. Kentucky is they just bring in new athletes every year, building a culture and a program in which you sustain players two to three years and develop them. Look how that's panned out for Villanova two national championships in three years. I think people are going to start copying that route because what happened is the whole basketball landscape changed because of Calipari, Kentucky he wins a national championship in his third year. In his first three years, he's number one, number four, the <coughs> number one seed, he goes to two Final Fours and has a national championship in his first three seasons in Kentucky. Then after that, you know, it goes to all the way to 2015. So five of his first six seasons, he's got four Final Fours, two national championship appearances and a national championship and was 38 no with the best team I've seen collectively uh, with Devin Booker as, who's putting up 25 a game, by the way, in the NBA was a bench player a on that Kentucky. Team. That has to be coaching. How the heck did they lose to Boron and a bunch of white dudes, if you will? Yep. But after that, people started mimicking that. Coach K started doing the same thing. But look who has actually won the national championship the last three seasons. Have you looked at it? Since Dukes won the national championship with their freshmen, 2015-2016, Villanova. Led by juniors and seniors. 2016-2017, North Carolina. Junior, led by seniors. juniors and seniors Shout out Jay Rome. and Villanova again this year, led by juniors and seniors. I think that's showing you that the one and done is not the route that getting these athletes can be good, but when it comes to tournament time, living and dying by freshmen can bite you in the butt. And as you can tell with Kentucky this year, played absolutely their worst basketball game. They went seven, eight straight games Won the SEC championship won their first two games pretty handily and then plays Kansas state and plays the worst game they played probably all year because they're freshmen and had no veteran leadership out there to take over a game or even step up and have someone else take over a game by motivating them as a senior or a leader. They don't have that. Right. Uh, Duke had that, but it ain't Grayson Allen. They did have the senior, and he was a leader, but he's not what you would expect, and uh, that's the reason they lost in the Elite Eight. Plus, Malik Newman played out of his mind. All in all, though, Villanova's the best program in basketball. I don't see why Jalen Brunson wouldn't come back one more year. Um, Mikael Bridges is gone. I don't think they care. They actually bring in two five-star uh, athletes coming in next year. Uh, once an heir parent, they said looks just like Jalen Brunson. I Qu- uh, forgot his name. Uh, starts with a Q. Um, I can't. Remember again, his name. I don't know college basketball
1: recruiter. Billanova. Hats off to Jay Wright. Anything else? No, nah, just that's basically it just how they dominated the game. Uh, I mean, really, it was kind of a close game played by both teams, and really, it just came down to three point shooting and rebounding. And that's Did basically- you expect
0: more from uh, Wagner after the uh, first. You know, ten minutes. I don't think when he dominated. I mean, he tried to he tried to do as much as he can. But I mean, when
1: Villanova just started hitting shots, and when uh, Michigan couldn't hit any threes, I think when Michigan was three for twenty three from threes. I mean, or from three point range. So just when you can't make your shots, and one of the other teams making shots like that, uh, it kind of just show goes to show, uh, especially
0: Dante Divincenzo, the way they played and the way they played throughout the tournament, and how he played throughout the tournament as well. From that, we have nine minutes left, and Dante Divincenzo and the media. All MJ right, Delaware. Again, please, guys, can we not enjoy these these guys who play sports, especially college athletes? Guy's 21 years old, just played the game of his life, won a national championship, and you want to bring up a tweet from 14 years old. I mean, that right there is, alone is one of my hesitations in getting in the media because I don't want to be lumped in with that, but I know that I can make a name for myself and not be that guy. It's just unbelievable how people just run with it. Like Barstool is one thing because that's their stick. That's what they're known for. And they were making a joke of it. It's people that are having a serious conversation about these tweets that have me baffled. Right. The fact they're even talking about it on ESPN on first take. And let alone, I do agree with Max. He said it was dumb. Why is it on here? Say, Will Kane. Why are you even talking about it? I don't it? know why that's national news, to be honest with you. Yeah, It, it made no sense to me. Uh, but moving on from that I want to get into because we, when we get back from break we're going to talk Georgia spring football Auburn spring game and Alabama uh, spring game that's coming up this week Georgia's is in two weeks uh, we'll talk about Save all him that. the best for last um, we'll see about that because what I've been hearing is your defense is going to struggle this year that's fine. big time mm-hmm. big time yeah. probably from 14 points a game to about 25 27 okay. where Mel Tucker may be getting fired <laughs> And then hired back Todd Grantham.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. third and Grantham. Oh God, where's he at? now? Ole Miss. I don't know where he is. I think he's Mississippi State. State still. Yeah, I, I, no, I no, he, no.
0: Because I think he left. I think I think he went,
1: went to Florida. I think he went to Florida
0: with a uh, Mullen. Yeah, I
1: think it's Florida now. Look it up, because if he's been yeah, there, Todd Grantham. Yeah, where is he coached now? Mississippi State, Georgia, Louisville. Was uh, the defense coordinator
0: at uh, the Cleveland Browns in the NFL? Uh, was linebacker coach for the Cowboys, but it was Louisville, Mississippi State, Georgia, uh, and now Florida. He's been in three SEC schools in the last how many years? He's been in, oh God, three now.
1: And then one AC, I guess it was AHC school, I can't remember what it's called, or whatever Louisville's in.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. the American, American uh, Conference. The AAC before yeah, the Browns,
1: ACC. He, yeah, Browns, Cowboys, defensive line Cowboys, D coordinator for Georgia, D coordinator for Louisville, D corner uh Mississippi State and Florida. How does he keep getting jobs? I don't understand. No, it's,
0: it's unbelievable. His
1: Wikipedia picture is him at Georgia.
0: <laughs> unbelievable. How he gets jobs is, mm-hmm. uh, that makes no sense to me. Uh, we'll get into that in the second segment. I did want to talk Braves, but I'm going to save that for a second segment as well. Um, last five minutes is for the Stephen A. Smith unmitigated uh, goal of the week. And I'm got to pull it up.
1: Here we mm-hmm. go. You can't remember it?
0: No. Mm. I told you, this This medicine has been... Um, yeah, it's the medicine. Coming I, unprepared to the show like Joey Gatewood. <laughs> he's been waiting on those barbs all week long. <laughs> that mitigated goal of the week and how I didn't say this already and remember this, it shows you that I do not feel good. It's Conor McGregor. He's just backing up his boys. My thing is this. Here's my thing. Because I've read all, all the, the details. I understand that one of his guys was put in a corner by Kahib, okay? Khabib, okay, Khabib, and Khabib and his crew uh, basically was was bullying him, um, and then McGregor said that's not going to happen, and shows up and hurts somebody that is not even involved in that, and messes up the UFC fight card for Saturday's fights. My thing is this with Conor McGregor. When is enough enough uh, or when is too much promotion and publicity almost unforgiving in the public side? Because I get what Will Kane's saying, how this is going to make more people want to buy his next fight because they definitely want to see him lose. But hurting someone else, but the way it, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I want to say this, but then again, it almost seemed fake, like it was planned. Because I wouldn't put anything past Dana White planning something like yeah, that. he's
1: acting like he didn't do. He yeah, you know he of... did.
0: Get your thoughts on that. We got about three and a half minutes. Uh, I mean, personally, <coughs> you, you I You can down that, don't you? You can do him throwing a, a fence. I don't know that... if I can don't him like, throwing stuff or like maybe like vandalizing his bus I don't or whatever. Mind helping his boy out.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. I just don't know how, like, he went about it because he did fly in from Ireland all the way to New York just to handle the handle this and then get arrested <laughs> That's not, for yeah, doing Yeah, you
0: got to put the quote-unquote I
1: just think, like, I kind of like, like what Dana White said. Maybe if he would have done something else other than, like, vandalize something, but, like, get in the ring and fight the guy. Like, maybe in, like, two or three, or the next month, the next pay-per-view that he can be in, maybe just, like, announce that I am fighting him no matter what. I don't care what Dana White says. I'll do this in my backyard. Just something like that other than throwing a... Uh, throwing a, a guardrail into someone's bus, which is kind of a, or a, a dolly into someone's bus, which I guess is kind of impressive. But uh, other than that, he kind of just acts like a child. Sometimes he feels entitled.
0: Okay, no, question. Everybody, that's the question of the day. Is throwing a dolly at someone's bus and actually going through the bus and actually hitting someone and hurting them, is that impressive strength?
1: I mean, I, guess, I don't know how heavy the dolly was. Some of them are heavy, heavier than others.
0: I but. mean, I, I'm guessing it's got to be pretty heavy because if it was light... You know how strong you'd have to be to throw something that's basically plastic through a window like that? Yeah, and how hard he threw it. I mean, yeah. it is metal, so... Yeah, so it, it... Maybe you're right. I mean, even light metal, though. If it, it doesn't have some It type has to of, be at least 15 to 20 pounds, yeah. so. yeah, I would Yeah, I I would think so, too.
1: And throw that over his head that high. Okay, yeah, this is... Never mind, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess it's impressive. Yeah. I, I guess I would say impressive, but then again, I mean, with was that the route? I, if I... Out of all things, he's on a bus. Like, confront him. Yeah, come up to him, like punch him in the mouth Find or a different way. I mean... Because I bet, like, Khabib or somebody
1: wouldn't have pressed charge
0: that, him, I That, throwing like. something through a bus that it actually went through, so he did hurt him. But... <coughs> I could see Conor McGregor trying to punch the window. And that's like, when there are people fighting in football, like Courtney of Finnegan versus Andre Johnson, when Andre was trying to... Or A.J. Green... Both of them trying to punch guys while their helmets on. Okay, don't don't stick I'm, AJ Green. No, in there. but I'm serious. You're just trying so, to throw the Georgia guy in there. No, but I, AJ Green trying to punch someone with oh, a helmet man. on. I'm like, at least <laughs> take his helmet off. What what contact are you making with the helmet? Concussion, you're gonna hurt man. Your, you're gonna hurt yourself more. <laughs> exactly. What's gonna hurt more? If all right, let me ask you this. You got a helmet on right now. Yeah. And AJ Green comes and punches the. I mean, all his might and punches your head. There. Pretty skinny guy. I mean, 6'4", now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I wouldn't call him that skinny. Uh, 45 seconds left. He punched you in the helmet. Is he breaking his hand, or are you getting a concussion?
1: I mean, it probably wouldn't feel good, but I mean, he'd probably... Who would hurt worse? It probably hurt his hand more. Yeah, I would say. This helmet's probably pretty dang hard. Yeah, I've never tried to punch a helmet, but I would imagine it would
0: hurt I know, and especially if like the face mask are not big enough to get your fist through, you know that has to hurt. They just have the single bar, you know. Yeah, that's why they'd be (laughs) like this, trying to poke them in the eye with their hands. Uh, Yeah, like Auburn players do. I mean, the barbs are coming out. Uh, uh, Be ready, guys. Uh, Big Fairly supporter on the show here. (laughs) We'll be right back at eight point five WCUG Google Radio. This is Drop the Gloves. We play the same song to go out to come back in. Uh, Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Here on ninety eight point five WCUG Cougar Radio on Facebook Live, you're probably were hearing our conversation uh, about umpiring uh, baseball. Your favorite thing to do? Uh, here's my thing. I enjoy being out there with the kids. I'm not gonna lie. I, it, that's one of the main reasons I go out there and do it. Because if it was just for the money, I mean, it's not bad money, um, but it's just like it's a long drive from my house, and I just calling outs and safe is not a like specialty of mine. I don't like thoroughly enjoy doing that. But being out there joking around with the kids, having a good time, um, seeing them enjoy playing the, the sport, I like doing that. But when the parents start taking it to another level of extra serious, um, can't do it, brother. Can't do it, won't do it. Try not to do it. Uh,
1: Got to give. You see thrift on Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays or Thursdays, uh, yelling at parents, yelling at him.
0: <laughs> Come out there and get a video. Uh, rent, a, rent a pup. Hosted by Cougar Radio. This Friday, April 13th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the Clock Tower. Rent dogs from Paul's Humane and Animal Ark Rescue. 15 minutes for $5. I know everyone loves dogs. This goes to a good cause as well for Paul's Humane and Animal Ark Rescue. They have a, done of a ton of of animals that need to be adopted. And this is not what it's for. You're not going out and adopting, even though you can. Um, This is just a rent and have fun with a a dog for 15 minutes. It's $5 to a good cause. And it's hosted by us here at WCUG Cougar Radio. Again, Rent-A-Pup for all CSU students, Friday, April 13th, 11 to 2 p.m., 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Clock Tower. We hope to see you there. Uh, Wendell, I know you love dogs, so I hope to see you there as well.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Hope to see you, too.
0: <laughs> uh, moving on from to Pup to now back to uh, sports. And let's go into Wendell's favorite thing, which is baseball. Atlanta Braves are 6-3. Braves fans are going ludicrous. Freddie Freeman's batting 390. Dansby Swanson batting 380. Ryan Flaherty. Batting 400. Is this sustainable for these Braves, or are we watching fool's gold before our eyes?
1: See, I think the offense can still be there. I just think it's the pitching. That's what it's always going to
0: be. I thought that was their strength, though, is the pitching.
1: No, it's the offense right now. Is
0: that why they're drafting so many pictures?
1: That's what they're using. them, And they're using them as currency so they can possibly trade them when a big free agent class like next year's is coming up if that makes sense, so they can trade teams for pitchers and get another high-end pitcher like Matt Harvey or Noah Syndergaard. Uh, But right now, their bats are carrying them, which is good. That's not a bad thing. Uh, But what it's going to come down to, especially later in the season when people get hurt, it's going to come down to pitching and your bullpen. And I think the Braves, uh, especially having a weaker bullpen, I think they can stay around the 500 mark, which would be very good for them this year, which would be a good push. Like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, but I think like a team like the Nationals or the Mets with the better bullpen and better pitching will will last longer than the Braves. I'm not bashing the Braves. It's just I don't think their pitching can sustain like it has been these first couple of games, which has been great so far. But I think once the injuries start hitting and hopefully that doesn't happen, uh, I think it'll come kind of come back to down around 500 and around that area.
0: Does that suffice? Braves. I mean, uh, Cubs.
1: Yes. Uh well, they've kind of looked up and down, uh, especially starting off with a nine-game road stretch uh, with a couple of games being postponed, uh, and especially it being really cold. Uh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee's kind of in a dome. Uh, and Especially it being, their game being snowed out today, like you said earlier in the show. Uh, but their bats just haven't really been hitting. The pitching's been great. It's not that they've been losing by a lot of runs. They've been losing two to three to nothing or maybe even one to nothing sometimes. Uh, it's just the bats haven't really gotten alive. And maybe Why? Because, maybe because it's just cold outside. That's the only thing I can say. And they're getting snowed out in April. And Kyle Schwarber right now, dear God, the next Babe Ruth, he is not playing well and he's not hitting well at all. His defense is terrible.
0: Is it because of the injury or is it because he's just not as good as I just we, think, everyone thought he was going to be? I
1: just think people figured him out and throwing curve balls and getting him a, uh, throwing him off speed pitches and things like that. He just kind of looks lost up at the plate these last 2 years. And I, just, I don't understand what kind of what kind of happened since the uh World Series when he came back in and just was like probably the best hitter on the team when he came back to be honest with you. Right. And honest and really the pitching's been fine, bullpen's been fine. It's just the Cubs hitting and I think that'll come back around just because of the guys they have on their team and the lineup they have.
0: My thing is with the Braves. If your expectation is to make the playoffs this year, you're going to be sorely disappointed. This I think so many good have an I expectation know. of, you know, 80 to 81 wins go 500 yeah. and then let you get surprised by the Braves. If not, I, I feel like the, the spoiler alert's going to happen. Do you not agree?
1: I agree. And I think like maybe not know with Syndergaard that they can go out. I mean, they could, but they'd have to pay a lot of money for him, which I don't know if the Braves owner wants to do, Um but if you can go out there and get some of those guys like a John Lester, possibly, and that has a that wants to be on a young, upcoming team, I think that's a good spot. Would be the Braves in Atlanta with a new ballpark and in a better area as well, with a young team that can also hit.
0: Um, moving on from that to the Boston Red Sox, who I think probably are they are they the best team in baseball right now?
1: Uh, they've played a really weak competition. They okay. hit this their first six games. They played the Rays, who are are honest. They're one and eight right now. They're zero and five in the division. Um, and then the Miami Marlins, who might be the worst team and in baseball, the,
0: they may be the worst team <laughs> ever. Yeah, and honestly, if you put a lot of Triple A teams up there, they probably could beat them. Did, did you see how bad the Phillies beat them this past weekend? Yeah, twenty to two, and they probably could have scored more runs. They, yeah, if they in the seventh, they yeah, two grand
1: slams in one game, which is unbelievable in a, in a park like. How City can State Derek
0: Jeter be happy with himself with this kind of product? Yeah,
1: I, I just don't understand. So I think the Red Sox, who are a very good team, they have very good pitching. Uh, but I think they'll kind of come back down to earth when they have to play some better competition like the Indians or the Yankees and teams like that.
0: Who's the best team in baseball right now?
1: Uh, I still think it's the Houston Astros, to be honest with you. They're 8-2 right now. Just the way they play baseball, they can score any time Are they you one. kidding
0: me? I thought you would have been on the hype of uh, the Japanese Babe Ruth. Oh Shohei, I, I'm a big Otani. I'm a, I'm a big three um, home runs in three consecutive games. Some a fantasy team, yes, not, three, nobody cares. Uh, batting over three hundred, seven of eighteen at bats, seven some, hits out of eighteen at bats. I have some friends that are hating on him right two now. Two and O, yep. Two and O is a pitcher. Had twelve
1: days under, under two ERA or right at two ERA. Had a one hit outing last game through twelve Ks. I almost had a perfect outing. If Marcus, I don't think in. he
0: continues this dominance, but there's no way you can say he's a bust. He's there's no, no way a
1: bust if he can continue. Not, if he can, he's had two quality starts right now. Uh, but I think if he keeps pitching like the way he does, goes six innings almost every time. Keeps hitting that consistent eight nine roll where they have to pitch to him in that and that late uh, at bat or, or uh, late lineup roll. Um, I think he can be very beneficial to that team, especially a team that needs. Uh, Pitching really badly and some uh, deep lineup uh, tools as well that they can use, especially having to pitch to him at the eight or nine roll or hole, and then having to pitch to Mike Trout and a couple of ba- a couple of, uh, people later, especially if Otani gets on base.
0: Yeah. Um, any chance he becomes Daisuke? Like you know, Daisuke was fairly dominant his first two seasons, but then. <clears throat> I After think, that, he was nothing. Is there any chance that he is? But Dice Kid was also a little bit older. I mean, this guy's only twenty four years old. I think Otani has twenty three.
1: I think he has a lot more potential, just like you said, because he's young. Um, and it's just his versatility that he like. If he's not pitching well one day, maybe they can just move him to the bullpen because how hard he throws. He throws about a hundred miles an hour, a uh, good slider, and he can also hit if he has to. If maybe if he's struggling pitching, so just the versatility he has. I think he has a a, a very keen role in the Angels in his long term and his longevity in the major league baseball.
0: Moving on from baseball now to spring football.
1: Uh, Come on, tell us how upset you are. How how, how terrible Malik Willis and Joe Gateway
0: are. This all right here is the sound of me banging anyone's head that is overreacting to Albert's performance this past Saturday. I'm
1: chill out before you throw a dolly in my pants.
0: Uh, like I told you off air, Joey Gatewood, um, a lot of improvement. Trash. You said he was trash. No, I didn't say that. I said he has a lot of improvement, but I'm not going to critique Joey or Malik because both their strengths are their ability to play mate with their feet. And you're not going to be able to do that in a spring game because players are called dead way before they should have, which is how it should be. I say should have as in how it's supposed to be called. And when refereeing a game, it's different in a spring game because you don't want no one getting hurt for a glorified spring game. Also, anyone saying that no one's there to support Auburn because there's 28,000 fans, well, who would, out? and sorry that if you're an Alabama fan and you would show up in the rain, 70,000, not everyone is, excuse me, majority of people are normal. And they don't want to sit out in the rain when it's 45 degrees for a glorified practice game. Unless you have someone involved with it. Now, if you live in Auburn, you got nothing to do, you want to go up there, I, I mean, I don't mind. But, for them to critique Auburn fans or call out Auburn fans saying you're not supporting Balzahn because 20,000 fans, who who would? Are you going to the Georgia spring game? I would like to, but I don't think I'll have the time. You Just don't have school. the time Just and school. too much school. And, and it's a three-hour drive. Three-hour drive for glorified practice game. No one's doing that. Like Tip said, no one's no one's doing that. That's Alabama fans. Which is the only fan base that would call out anyone Major- for not showing up to a spring game that's rained out, basically.
1: Kirby Smart did ask the Georgia fans to show up like that he did the first year that he uh, was the head coach.
0: I mean, majority, like, Auburn had a sellout with I Gus Malzahn. I don't even know
1: Auburn had their A-Day. Usually, I know, like, when teams' spring games are. This kind of just popped up. To be yeah.
0: With you. Um, I know Mississippi State's and Kentucky's are this yeah, week no, as yeah, well. Yeah, no one cares about them. Uh, but... Auburn. All in all, the defense is completely dominant. Our defensive line is probably going to be better than last year. Now, will we have one single elite talent like Jeff Holland or the year before? Derek Brown. Uh, when Car- and Carl Lawson, um, just I'm talking about an edge pass rusher, yeah, not yeah, more, De- Davidson and Derek Brown, are more inside interior guys. Big what, guys. And Davidson is a defensive end, but I'm talking about a straight James Harrison Three-take linebacker. Me, yeah,
1: standing up. for <laughs> Clay Brown Matthews,
0: yeah. exactly. T.D. Moultrie is going to be that guy, but. When it talks about the depth up front, outside of Clemson and maybe Ohio State or Bama, Auburn is top two, top three when it comes to defensive lines this year. Um, I, I'm completely impressed by them. Linebackers are fine, and I think the secondary may take some time to grow, but I think they'll be fine because they've had a lot of guys that play in and out and sub. that's got playing experience the last two years, even though they didn't Probably start.
1: Davis isn't back, right?
0: No, but Andrews Carlson right. is. I mean, no, Carlson, they are talking about uh, – Sorry, that's a quarterback. No, he's gone. He's gone, and so is Trey Matthews. So there's two replacements, but they both got playing time in Daniel Thomas and Jamel Dean who are playing the safeties. And uh, one of the cornerbacks, um, Noah was a receiver last year, is now going to be a a cornerback. Kevin still may get some starting time. Um, And on offense, though, I didn't expect anything. You have two centers out. uh, Your top, you know, your two of your top five receivers, I think, will both be like three or four. And Eli, so four or five. And Will Hassing and Eli Silver out for the season. They didn't play. You don't have any of your upcoming elite freshman receivers coming in that's going to get playing time next year.
1: People and, forget that these guys that <coughs> enroll or have um, committed to Auburn in this 2018 recruiting class, they are are, not, they're not. Some of them aren't there
0: yet. No, no, haven't enrolled yet. Um, like Georgia had a, a ton enroll early. Auburn didn't have near as like many.
1: Tyson Campbell wasn't there for Georgia
0: yeah. yet. So think uh that. but and also Cam Martin didn't play in the screen game. Probably a good thing. Um exactly. It, it, and and the only minutes that Jared Siddhart got was six minutes of seven oh seven shell drill. So I mean I do not I d I don't I, I didn't expect anything from that game. Uh, outside of I was impressed with our defensive line. But again, I, I know we were going up against. He's going against not the not the our best guys. Still impressed though with our defense. I mean, Auburn's defense, not ours.
1: Who do you think the starting running back will be? Uh, game one. I think it's going to be player.
0: between. I think it's going to be Cam Martin because Whitlow, he's a guy that's explosive, has a ton of ability, but wants to turn the field and change direction and try to juke every defender in the SEC. And he's going to learn quick that that's going to end up with a blow Not up and a anymore. fumble. Not high school anymore. Yeah, that's going to end up with a blow up and a fumble. And I'd say Cam that's Martin. That's the quickest way with Gus Malzahn. I'll give him that. You fumble, you're out. Point blank period. That's why not a lot of Auburn running backs fumble because once you fumble, unless you're a Reggie Bush, you can't be forgiven and you still you fumble twice, but you have 300 That's yards rushing. You
1: because got the ball 60 times a yeah, game. Exactly.
0: So, but outside of that, I mean, Kerry Johnson had 30 carries a game the last four games last year. I don't think he fumbled once.
1: He fumbled in the SEC champion that one time. Oh,
0: yeah, because he was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt. <laughs> he
1: was playing with a broken shoulder. Well,
0: playing with one hand. Yeah. He did fumble there, but that was his first fumble. Yeah. And wasn't 100% should have been playing anyway. Yeah,
1: I agree. And, and also going to Cam Martin, I think it, it's probably and what an underrated uh, skill is, and as a yeah. running back, is pass protection and things like that. He's one
0: of the best at that, yeah. and then he's catching out the backfield. Sure. He came from the Baylor offense. He knew Sidham. I think Cam Martin's going definitely going to be our guy. With I think this year too, in our running back position is way deeper than last year because of injuries as well. Because we were left to nothing, yeah. but
1: I, I think, think I think him adding weight, I think <coughs> that's what I've heard also too will be good for him as well. Which you're going to need playing in the SEC having to run the ball 15 times a game possibly with Gus Malzahn.
0: Um You know you don't like your university when you have a terrible draft combine and you're probably going to go fourth round as Trent Thompson did when you should have definitely came back to school, but he couldn't don't stand understand. his university. And we actually need depth up front. Yeah. It de- <laughs> Tip said the same thing. That is the one – he he, can, he condones everyone making money just like you do. You want what's best for yeah, the you're athletes. you make your money. But it didn't make any sense. He makes more money coming back another year and being dominant. He would have been totally dominant this year and got more reps. He did honestly didn't have the greatest year this past season. And he was hurt half the year. Remember, he hurt. He uh, and then Manifes. had the worst draft combine. I wish they would do that like they do with the NBA. Get to go to the combine, but then decide if they don't want to hire an agent to come back. Heck yeah, you can't do that there. I wish Thompson was able the ability to do that because I think he would end up wanting to come back.
1: I totally agree, and it's just, I don't understand. It's Transition like, that into your
0: this Georgia spring football.
1: And it, like you said, just not having the depth, and like I kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago and why we need Trenton Thompson to come back. Yes, he might not be the most dominant guy, even though, like you're saying, he probably could be, and which I think he could be, and he has the talent to to be that guy, Um uh, I just don't understand why you want to be in the fourth round when you can improve your draft stock. Even if you if you bump up around that's more money, um, you have more of a chance to actually make the team and things like that. And I just don't understand why he would want to actually leave Georgia in a great situation to mentor some young guys, uh, build some leadership, and actually build his draft stock and make more money, like I said. Uh, but transitioning into, into spring football, uh, just – understanding what georgia needs and what they need to do and yes they haven't they don't have everybody that uh, they recruited this year coming in into the spring games and a lot of injuries have happened uh like d'angelo De- gibbs he's still trying to rehab and get in uh deandre swift with the groin injury brian Harrion. i think has, i don't
0: think you expect any of these guys to play no, in the I spring think, game
1: even if they were healthy i'd want them to maybe get five snaps and get out of there i want to see some of these other guys that are coming in like a james cook and guys like that. Zamir White, any Z-
0: chance or do you want him still to improve hey, his, his leg because of his injury last year?
1: Apparently, it wasn't as bad. His knee wasn't as bad as uh, some people say. So he he actually made a very good recovery. in the way he's been working out in the Georgia uh, Strength and Conditioning Program uh, has actually helped him a lot. Uh, but I'd like to see Zemir White possibly get some carries, maybe non-contact, which would be kind of cool to see, to see how he moves and see how he's progressed through his injury. And hopefully it won't be as bad as Nick Chubbs on the way he comes back. Uh but basically, what I'm looking at, I think the offense will be fine. I'm not really worried about that. Is the defense? It's really the secondary at safety. Who's going to play with J.R. Reed up top, and uh, who really is going to be on the defensive line and who can actually sustain and, and be healthy up there after losing Trenton Thompson, to some of those other guys like Big John Atkins, yep, um, maybe Devonte White and guys like that, and then like D'Angelo Gibbs and maybe Tyson Campbell when he comes in, he can play uh, safety or. Uh, de- or- Talking about defensive back here, maybe Tyson Campbell can come back and play in safety or if he has to because he did play safety in high school or play cornerback like he uh, came in and intended to be. There's uh, just a lot of questions on defense, just losing all those guys outside linebacker and like who we're going to add because uh, we don't know what Tyson Campbell, not Tyson Campbell, Clay uh, Walker, uh, the four star that we got from Tennessee that decommitted from Alabama and uh, Chandler Tindall from South Carolina. Just those guys. They're not in in the. Uh, they're not enrolled yet, so we don't know what they're going to bring until uh, fall camp. Uh, so just the guys right now, like Nate McBride, and the guys that we have to replace, like Lorenzo Carter, uh, and Davin Bellamy, and Roquan Smith. Obviously, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see where those pieces fit and who will take those spots, and if we're going to have to have a really young defense this year. Maybe go from the 14 points to the 25 points this year, like you said, giving up on defense. But uh, I think it'll be a fun spring game. It'll be interesting to see who Kirby puts out there, and I'm always trust uh, always trusting in Kirby, just the way he he carried himself this past year. Even though you think he's a cheater, uh, but I think it'll be a very interesting. When spring I look for at Georgia. the
0: NCAA, I mean the two four seven rankings. Um, we got seven minutes. We want to get a quick NBA yes, uh, yes, predictions, yes, yes, yes. even though we can still go next week because it's only going to have like two a game in the playoffs. But want to get predictions real quick. Um, when I look at the 2-4-7-2019 rankings, and you already have three of the top ten players. Oh, bam! Um, we're gonna move on. From, <laughs> just jealous, man. I mean, two of them are peanut, elite peanut receivers. Two, yeah, that's what it is. And then you got a defensive end. You got the number two overall player receiver coming in. Number five overall player defensive end, and the number ten overall uh, receiver. Auburn's overall just, player number two overall receiver coming it's in.
1: It's okay. Auburn didn't get their number one offensive lineman and Trey Hill, who was our
0: sixth best offensive lineman we recruited this year. So it's okay. Yeah. If you're if you're going to Georgia and you want to sit in the bench, uh, Justin Fields, transfer. Come to come to the University. They'll actually pride you. Like I'm hearing that Jake Fromm has not got complete control of the offense. He's by far the best quarterback on staff. Going to be probably elite. Throwing over three thousand yards this year, and he's a four year guy. He's just, he's just trying, no chance, Jared, just Justin Fields. You. No chance, Justin Fields. Listen to me. There's no chance you get underneath snapped. And play a majority of snaps for a game. You may get some touches as Wildcat, but what I'm talking Jake about if Tom gets hurt. That's the only way. And why would the only way is he gets hurt? And that's I, you're too good to be a what if. We don't. What have if he met, gets hurt? You're we, way too good, Phil, to be a what if. Come to the University of Auburn, recruit we don't you right have now. Backup quarterbacks other than him, he needs to stay. Auburn University, I University of Auburn. <laughs> uh, six minutes left. NBA playoffs are starting. Uh, Westbrook, we better hope Westbrook makes it. We really don't even have the final standings except Mi- for the he Eastern plays, Conference. He does play at Miami,
1: and uh, <coughs> I'm saying he they uh, at Miami, and then they play at Memphis at home, which will help
0: because I think Memphis not the best team in the world right now. I do so. think, okay, so Oklahoma, and, and plus, they they got a game advantage. They're not tied uh, like Minnesota and Denver are. Uh, but I really don't care because, let me tell you this, in the, in the Western Conference, it's a two-team race. I, I don't see any way Houston gets upset. And by either playing it, what it looks like to be Utah or New Orleans, San Antonio and Oklahoma City. I mean, Oklahoma City can go from not being in the playoffs to being all the way up to the four seed. I mean, excuse me, the five seed. Right. Um, I just don't see it. see it. Maybe if Oklahoma City gets to the 4-5 or five seed, maybe they could upset Houston. But if they get anything lower, I just I, I don't see it. I see it being Houston and Golden State. They're the best two teams in the conference. They're going to be in the conference championship. And in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Philadelphia and Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I think Boston's out right now. I, I think Boston really
0: without agree. Kyrie Toronto and Gordon Toronto. uh Toronto will play Cleveland. And Cleveland will win 4-2 or
1: something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. So, Cleveland and then against Philly, and I think it's going to be a close matchup, oh. but I, I'm i actually going to go Cleveland. And I think it's going to be cleveland Golden State again in the finals, which I don't want. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind Philly or Toronto versus Rockets. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Don't even kid yourself. I want LeBron in the finals. I want LeBron in the finals. I want the Rockets or the Warriors. Well, well, let me ask
1: you this. That's what I
0: want, what I think
1: is going to be Golden State Cleveland. Do you think this will be one of the biggest indictments ever on one of the be- one of the best basketball players? Him or-
0: continuing to lose in the finals?
1: No, uh, I was going to say Russell Westbrook. For him
0: possibly not making the playoffs. If he's oh, with this the- talent? Yes. No doubt. I think that's when you got to throw out the triple-double stuff. Because then, all you've gotten with him averaging triple-double over the last two seasons, excuse me, is... A six seed and now not in the playoffs. If you're saying if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, with a Hall of Famer and an All
1: Star that might win Defensive Player of the Year with possibly one of the arguably the one of the top, best defensive top in the league. two
0: shooting guard in the game, Paul George, an All Star, 27 year old, 13 All NBA All Star, no chance. Top 10 defensive no center as well. Yeah, Steven Adams. Yeah. Probably top two centers in the league. Top three defensive I mean, centers. Defensive centers, but averaging fourteen and six, 14 and eight, finishes around the rim. And I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. They got four glorified. I considered Steven Adams to that team. Draymond Green to the Warriors, and Draymond Green's an All Star, so I'm putting Steven Adams in that same category of how effective Steven he Adams is in a the game. They
1: might be an All Star center.
0: Yes, for sure, n- no doubt. But because of the way today's game, and he doesn't and shoot threes. Westbrook, the way yeah. he handles the ball, yeah. But for, for sure, again, if he doesn't make it, in total indictment total indictment it has to be because again i don't care what well, triple then, double mean triple double means when you can't put other players in position and you're losing games because you're taking too many shots or you can't get any type of offensive flow because you ball hog the entire time i don't care what you average it doesn't matter to me you pa- didn't make the playoffs is paul george stared as you go to your lakers they don't make the playoffs he's gone what, are they going to get better next year? They're all getting older. He's gone. Now, if they win and make the playoffs this year and they win a series, I think potentially he could come back to build something. Uh, I just I mean, it, I mean, just can't see it. Because usually with teams like this, it takes time. And we're late in the season, and he, they still didn't get over 50 wins. I thought they would get at least 50 and start winning later in the season. It was like Every the time they, and they started having a winning streak, getting high, getting the third seed. And then, boom, they go back to their ways. Also, Melo looks lost. What? Give me your uh, prediction. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Like
1: you said, Houston, Golden State. Just the way they dominate, the way they play basketball. It's the new age of basketball. James Harden it might be one of the most fun guys to watch. People say he's boring. When he crossed that guy up, in a step back from the elbow the other day. Yeah. Disgusting. It was awesome. Barbecue chicken, as Shaq would <laughs> Barbecue say. Barbecue chicken. Uh, but I think Philly just... Tragic Bronson alert. Tragic Bronson alert. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Philly is honestly the second best team in the East. I'm just going to say Cleveland's the best team in the East uh, because of LeBron James. And if he makes two free throws out of the three that he had, which might have been one of the worst foul calls I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, I think they should have won that game but anyway. Uh, I, think <laughs> are, I think those are the two uh, best teams in the East uh, just because Ben Simmons, the way he plays. He, I know people are saying it, and Embiid's going to come back. Embiid will be back. Ben Simmons kind of looks like Magic Johnson the way he plays. Not LeBron.
0: Bit. Not LeBron. His way he plays the game, and he's more bigger and stronger. I'm not saying he's not he's, Magic He's Johnson, not I'm as athletic, that. in yeah. my opinion. But he's bigger and stronger than LeBron was. in the way he plays his game, he gets in the post a lot. And he's taller. He's 6'10", seven, 7 foot. Yeah. And LeBron's 6'8". And I think Magic Johnson, I feel like I've watched him play. I feel like
1: he can make a jump shot every now and then. I don't think Ben Simmons can. I uh, think
0: eventually he will, though. Yeah,
1: I think one day he can develop a jump shot and... And when Magic wanted to score, he would score. And I think if you can, if you play off of Ben Simmons, I think you have a good chance of stopping him. And it's just stopping Joel Embiid and stopping JJ Redick on the corner and things like that. Which uh, will be
0: entertaining series, and yes. uh, I'm looking forward for to. For sure.
1: But I think I think Cleveland comes out again. But I'm gonna say Houston beats Golden State.
0: Houston, Cleveland. I don't, I
1: don't think uh, Steph Curry will be helping this, these uh, playoffs, which plays a huge role in how he plays.
0: I completely agree. We'll have more of this discussed next week, along with Georgia Spring Football Game, Alabama Spring Football Game, and more. Thank y'all for joining us for another live edition here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Make sure if you're a CSU shooter to go to rent a Friday, April 13th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the Clock Tower. you will have a great week, and we will see you next week. As always, stay safe, be easy here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. See you guys.